Welcome to Small Talk, uh, biggest show we've ever had tonight, certainly the most guests. We've got, uh, there'll be six of us on the screen here if uh, Josh Wooten can figure out how to log on, so uh, we'll, we'll hope that that can happen. Josh told us he's going to be the voice of reason tonight. Now, you, you all have seen Josh a couple times on Small Talk, so you be the judge of whether Josh is indeed the uh, voice of reason. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, uh, joining us tonight. We are, according to my clock, we are 58 minutes from uh, the Trump-Biden uh, de uh, debate uh, that will be coming live from uh, Cleveland. And so uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm one of those political nerds that's just like, this is like the Super Bowl for me. I hate to admit that to the world, uh, but that it really is for me. Uh, so I'm really excited and uh, love the fact that uh, you all would take time to uh, join us here tonight. So tonight, we've got some familiar faces. Chris Mulling, it's been a long time since you've been on. Good to see you. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. Yeah, glad he's back. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Kell with us tonight for the first time on Small Talk. So, uh, Greg, glad to have you with us. With us. And then, and of then course, we have uh, Teresa Foster West. Go West. There she yeah. is. Yep. And um, look, they're already lining up, letting us know what a great show we're going to have. Now, Craig Dalton's saying this because I'm wearing his T-shirt right now, you know, but no, I love that dude. That's that's one of my best friends right there. And we have uh, Justin Strickland as well here. Another one of my great friends that I've only actually uh, been in his physical presence, I think, twice now. So uh, one day, maybe uh, he'll buy me lunch or something like that. Uh, it'd be fantastic. Justin's got his own show and... Uh, and I watched what I could today. I'm going to go back and watch it later. I shared it on my um, Appreciate profile. That. All right. And here comes, uh, here comes the voice of reason, everybody, right here from Citrus Hills, Cambridge Greens. There he is, the voice of reason, Josh Wooten. I heard and there would be a drinking game, so I brought my iced tea. Well, there, there's a lot of people out there in uh, the Facebook world who are posting all kinds of memes, turning tonight's uh, debate into a drinking game. I've seen at least two of those memes. So uh, we'll see how much communion wine uh, Pastor Kell there, Greg Kell, can get into himself here before the night's out. All right. So, um, hey, I've got a sponsor tonight, too. I have to tell you all about uh, this later. I'm really, I'm really excited about this, too. Awesome. We're going to get paid from now on? Well, you're not. You're not. But uh, uh, we'll see. So, all right. So, uh, I'm wearing my Dalton shirt. I want to comment on some uh, local politics first, all right? And uh, you all can share anything that you're thinking about. And Teresa, certainly because you're on the ballot. You're on the ballot. I got it right here. I have the ballot right here, and your name is on it. So I certainly want to give you the opportunity to, to, to talk a little bit tonight about that. But uh, so locally, here's my predictions. Craig Dalton, he's on here too. Craig Dalton will be the, uh, the next property appraiser in Citrus County. Great, great guy, great friend, uh, has uh, tons of connections in the community. Um, he, uh, listen, I, I, like the, um, I like the saying that progress moves at the speed of relationships. Here's a dude who's got relationships with a lot of people, which tells me any issues at the property appraiser office, he's going to be a really approachable guy, and uh, he'll get them solved. Is he your sponsor? 
Uh, he's not. He's not. He's just like my it. good friends. Um, uh, maybe he should be. We'll talk to him <laughs> about that later. Maybe I can get uh, uh, some campaign funds from him, and I can be on here saying how this is approved by Craig Dalton. But it's not yet. And uh, so that's going to be uh, that. That's I think that's a I think that's a done deal personally. But you got to make sure that you get out there and vote. There are no guarantees. Uh, Teresa, I think it's a good thing you're running in a presidential year, right? Because people are going to be at those polls. And yeah, yeah they're going to be at the polls and they're going to be voting for Teresa Foster West for mosquito control. Now, here's the thing, though, with your ballot, I don't want people to stop when they get to Craig on at property appraiser and then their eyes cross when they start looking at all these uh, judicial uh, mm -hmm. all these, uh, judges and then not see that, hey, you still got school board. I don't know who's going to win that race. That's going to be close when uh, Ginger Bryant and Danielle Doty. Uh, and then after that is Teresa right there in the middle. There's three candidates. You got to vote Teresa. All right. So, Teresa, uh, did, I, did I pay you for the sponsorship? Oh, yeah. You're going to pay tonight. You are going to pay tonight. You are going to pay. Oh. Woo! You are going to pay. Yes. Yeah. Where can I get? Hey, I made this shirt tonight. <laughs> Teresa doesn't have shirts. At least if she does, she's holding out on me. And so if you can see, it says, tell those mosquitoes to go west. Yeah. You have a cricket? I do not. Have a this, this, this is actually sublimated. I have a heat sure. press and I've got a really nice expensive printer. And uh, there you go. Yeah. Go west. I thought this was supposed to be like unbiased. This is a little biased. Well, it is a little bit, but you're here, and I right, don't complain. That Teresa, Teresa I love brings, it. hey, Teresa brings uh, viewers, right? And by the way, right now we have 37 people watching live, which is like more than most churches in our community. Okay, so um, right now is a really good time for me to mention our sponsor, and that's Prim Primal Body Athletics. Did you know? Did y'all know that there is a CrossFit gym in Citrus County? Josh, you, you need to go, man. It's like a mile from our house, okay? So uh, I, I need to go, too. There. I'm going to start next week. What was that, Josh? I could just walk there. Yeah, you, you probably could. work out in of itself. The, that's, the, that's the problem. If you walk there, you probably won't lift any weights. But uh, I'll, post, I'll post their uh, information. So two weeks ago when Rebecca was on here, she had talked about CrossFit. I mentioned that uh, that she does CrossFit. And someone was listening, a guy named Andrew. And he's like, I didn't know there was a CrossFit gym here in Citrus County. So he goes and looks up Primal Body Athletics on Facebook. They got a, a, a website. Next thing you know, he goes down there. He meets Jenny, who runs it, goes through a workout with her uh, or observes a workout anyway. And next thing you know, he's joining. So, hey, small talk, right? Small talk. We can help you get the word out. So uh, at any rate, go, go check them out. Go check them out. And uh, while I was talking, we went up to 40 viewers. So this was the perfect time to mention primalbodyathletics.com. All right. So, Teresa, Teresa, tell us how the campaign's going. Uh, I think it's going great. I mean, we're getting a lot of activity on social media. We're getting the signs out. We're hearing a good response. We are we raised quite a bit of funds uh, last week, which are going to good use. Um, this mosquito board's a little bit different because people don't do a lot of homework and understand what's happening. 
but they really need to research the candidates because there's a lot of money that they're overseeing and they're kind of their own their own entity. You know, they're basically called commissioners and I'm actually running for a vacant seat. The person, uh, Leon's in it, he's not, he's not running this year, so I'm running in his place. And they've been doing a great job. All the commissioners have been doing a great job and they have a great director there. Yeah, I, I agree with Jerry Carr Jr. here too. I think uh, you'll be the one in the room asking the tough questions uh, uh, down there when it comes to that money. I'll tell you what, look, look at your, your property taxes. You know, when you get that notice from the property appraisal's mm -hmm. office, and you look at what you're paying for mosquito control, some of y'all might be surprised. You're, you're paying, you know, by comparison to some of the other things that like you're paying for fire and whatnot. I don't know. You might look at it and be like, I'm really paying that for mosquito control. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a whole, it's not going to break your bank. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying, but, but it's actually kind of more than what I thought. So it's like, there's a pretty good budget that they have. Yeah. But it also keeps you safe. I mean, you don't mind. I mean, if you're paying, you know, $20 on your taxes for it, but a business is paying a little bit more, but you need that to keep you safe from those diseases. Yeah. And they are, I mean, they are doing a good job because you're not, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not seeing any outbreaks here. Yeah. They're and being speaking proactive. Of, and speaking of $20, if you want one of these shirts that I have on right now that says, tell those mosquitoes to go west. You just hit me up because you can have one for $20 Visa MasterCard accepted. I will be happy to do that. Are you are you going to donate any to the campaign or is this just for small talk? Well, I'll break you off a little something. something. Okay. All right. I'll break you off a little something. Okay. All right. Hey, any, uh, any predictions from the rest of y'all uh, about any local races? Uh, let me hear your thoughts if you have any. Or are we just fixated on Trump's uh, uh, beat our, uh, debate with Biden tonight? I'll just chime in a little bit. I agree with you with Craig. Um, I think mm -hmm. this is a very Republican county. I think all the Republicans will probably be successful, but uh, Danielle needs to watch out for Ginger. She came in, she was very, very strong in that primary, very strong. Um, so that one's, that's the race. I think that's the local race to watch. I know Lee Alexander's trying, but I, I, I don't see how he, um, gets it you know great guy i'm not saying anything against him and if you like him vote for him but other than that oh and then Teresa's race obviously she's the most well known has a record of public service but i will warn you i've worked on leon's two campaigns and leon should have won in the landslide with his name recognition and work ethic but since it's a down ballot race people are checking boxes and they skip the mosquito control or they don't do any research on who the candidates are. So uh, I'm sure Leon's had that conversation with Teresa because he's endorsed her. All right. Yeah. Hey, look, if uh, if you want Teresa to win, if you want Craig to win locally, uh, get out there and, and make sure that you that you uh, that you vote for them. I just I just think of that. I just think the position on the ballot here could be easy to stop before you get there. If you're not interested. In yes. It happens all the time on down ballot races. Yep. It does. Can I give a spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. What's the spoiler alert? Yeah. Two years from now, I'm voting for George Smallstig for County Commission. Ooh, I don't know. That depends on how many viewers we have uh, of small talk in two years. Right. Because uh, we're at episode 37 right now. And now, now it's actually committed to be your campaign manager. Who would be the campaign manager? Chris Mulling. Chris Mulling. 
All right. Well, he's already second his head no. <laughs> He'd be a good one, but he lives in District 5, and District 4 is up. So That don't seem to matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're That's correct. already more than I know. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, sm- hey, listen. Small talks on a roll. I'd rather be uh, running my mouth on the internet. Yeah, he could have a nationally syndicated show by then. Hey, we might yeah. very well. We're at episode number thirty-seven right now tonight, and uh, and it's starting to get to that point now. If we have less than a thousand viewers, then we're upset. It wasn't that long ago. A thousand viewers was uh, was not even possible. Uh, by the way, thank you, uh, Justin and Teresa, for uh, coming on and making sure I get those thousand viewers. I appreciate it. Hey, here's the other thing I want to mention real quick uh, on this ballot. Uh, folks, please do not increase the minimum wage to $15. Okay? I'd like to see young people still be able to get jobs while they're young. And no, people aren't going to be out there hiring uh, 16-year-olds for 15 bucks an hour. And I'm going to be doing it. I don't hey, want to George. Be- yeah. Can, can I say something on that? Absolutely. So in uh, 2014, there was actually a uh, – a study for a national minimum wage raise, right? And they were going to raise it by $2.85. And they actually found the Congressional Budget Office, once they researched it, they found that it would be a uh, $500,000 loss in, or 500,000 jobs loss immediately from just moving $2.85. And that's what people does. They don't understand is that a minimum wage increase is not something you can do and if you read that amendment, they're actually saying immediately go to 10, I think it is, then eventually get to uh, 15. Over five and, years, I think. Yeah, that that would raise inflation in the state of Florida astronomically. We're not a $15 an hour state. We're just not. Not for that, not for minimum wage. No way. No way. And listen, I, I, care. Yeah, listen I, I watched some of the uh, comments actually when the Chronicle, our local newspaper, posted a story on Facebook. And I, of course, I read through the, the comments on Facebook and, and I see people making comments like, oh, Republicans, y'all act like the sky is falling every time the minimum wage goes up and everything's fine and all the rest of it. This is when I was 16 years old working at Kroger in Ohio. I was getting paid five something an hour. Right. And minimum wage right now in Florida is what, 840, 846? Y'all know, is that is that about right? I think it's eight seventy five now. Is it? Yeah, because that's tied to inflation too. That that goes up. Correct. But the, both the state chamber and the uh, and the, your local chamber has come out against it because you know that might not be so bad in Miami Dade County, but we're Citrus County. Um, one size does not fit all. These are entry level positions. The thing that raises wages is full employment because it comes becomes competitive and you got to pay for good people. So yep. let's just keep charging forward to improve this economy. Dead on. Absolutely. I, I can't imagine. Look at, let's say $3.50. It's grown since I was 16. I can't imagine upping that by, you know, over $6 in five years. That That's, that's just absolute insanity to me. I know it might make y'all feel good. There's somebody that just feels good. Let's just give them the money. My feeling is that it it it, it doesn't benefit the people that they intended to help. Uh, you know, my understanding would be in my situation, if it went to that, there's a lady that worked for me. She's got a degree. She's retired. And she does my books, part, works on our books. And I pay her $12 an hour. And if it goes to 15, I can't afford her. 
So she's not going to mm-hmm. have a job. And guess where she's going to go? She's going to go to that minimum wage job that's going to pay her 15. And that guy that can't slap his own ass is going to be out of a job. And she is super qualified and she's going to have it. So he's going to be out of a job instantly because somebody who's more qualified is going to take that job for the same month. The other, the other dynamic there, Chris, is you've got somebody right now that's, you know, that's experienced and doing a good job and maybe earning 15, 50 an hour. Um, and then when suddenly everybody else in, in these entry level jobs are earning 15, um, it's kind of the scenario that we see right now with the school system where the minimum teacher salaries is going way up. The teachers that are mid-career are really, you know, now they're the brand new teacher is going to be earning as much as a teacher with 15 years of experience. And so there has to be some equity there, um, you know, and there has to be some common sense there. Exactly. Well, uh, from a healthcare perspective, it, it, it will cripple us with frontline staff. I mean, some LPNs are making $18 an hour and caregivers are around 10 to 11. So put them to 15, it will cripple us. Oh, I just had to put Glenn's comment up there. I was, Justin was looking away. I, I just had to leave it up there long enough to, for him to see it. Now, someone's going to be listening to this on the podcast uh, after the fact and won't see this. Uh, 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 Glenn Campbell says some preachers will get a raise. I saw that. Man. Yeah, That's, we call that in the Catholic Church a second collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I've, I've, hey, I've seen the the uh, the third collection in the Charismatic Church. Trust me. All right, so uh, let's let's hey. move on. <laughs> hey, let's move on. Then let's talk about the uh, the big debate tonight and. Uh, I'd love for the people that are watching right now, 50 people watching live, man. That's crazy. Um, I like, well, I think they're, I think they're all ready to see how this is going to (laughs) unfold. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. So if you're watching right now, live on Facebook, love for you to uh, post some of your comments in the, uh, in the chat. Now, listen, if you're watching this on someone else's page, like you're watching on Teresa's page or Josh's page or my personal page, in order for me to see the comments, you're going to have to go to the Small Talk page and uh, comment there, and I'll be able to see your comments. Bill, put them up on the screen. So and I'm like your there. page, yeah, and, and, and like while, your page. And while you're there, like it, okay? Because <laughs> uh, I tried to get y'all to like it before, and you just wouldn't. So uh, please like the page. And uh, oh boy, here we go. Will Wilson already queuing <laughs> on. Oh my goodness! All right, so. So let's start off tonight. Let's start off with the moderator. First of all, the moderator tonight is uh, is Chris Wallace, right, from from Fox News. And so Chris Wallace says that his job tonight is to be invisible. Uh, first prediction, that's not happening, okay? That's not happening. In fact, I was watching Fox just a little bit ago, and I see the, the lead up, you know, their, their three-hour pre-debate show where Martha McCallum's like, see right there? That's the moderator seat. Chris Wallace will be sitting right there at the center of the political universe. I'm like, are you kidding me? Already, you're you're starting with that nonsense. Well, right, what so would you be doing, George, if you were hosting the debate? It, I would absolutely about getting more viewers than the Super Bowl. So I would, I would for capitalizing on it. Yes. The, listen, um, we have 50 viewers. I know that's a lot, <laughs> but they're talking. A billion views. <laughs> hey, I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict that over the week, 
uh, this will go at least 2,500. All right, we're, we've been over 2,000. I, I, I think it'll hit 3,000 because I've never had a free buzz on one of your shows <laughs> like this one. Yeah. Well, I got people, people texting me some questions. Now, here's here's what I here's what I really want though. I want when November third rolls around, I do want to have some live uh, response from folks on uh, on that election. So 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 Teresa will get the uh, she'll get the code right to to log in. Pastor Greg will send it to everyone, right? And uh, and, and and then yeah, you can just wherever you're at at the uh, at the campaign headquarters. Go west. You can. You can log in and tell us what you're thinking. All right, well, let me tell you. If I were at the center of the political universe tonight and Chris Wallace's chair, I'd absolutely love it, and I would totally make it about me. Um, so, But here's the thing. I think that Chris Wallace will have to make it about him because he can't help himself because what he knows is every liberal in the world is griping and complaining that Fox is the one that has this thing tonight. And... Chris Wallace, if you ask me, on Sunday mornings, he goes above and beyond sometimes to try to be hard on Republicans, to try to prove to the world that Fox is not partisan. So uh, will he be invisible tonight? Absolutely not. All right. Now, if invisible means that he gives them plenty of time to talk, Trump and Biden, then I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. Chris, let me ask you, if... Chris Wallace gives them ample time to talk without butting in. Who do you think that's going to benefit? All right, Chris, your uh, your microphone is not working for for some reason. How about oh, that? There we go. Okay, I think it benefits Trump simply because Biden has already proven that given enough time, he'll just stop talking. And where was I? Or I, you know. And number two, I, I hope that Trump uses it as an opportunity to answer the question and then pivot to, to Biden and ask him a question that Chris fails to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, what do you think? So I, I, it will absolutely uh, benefit Trump if if he has most of the attention. I mean, let's look at 2016. That's how he won was with the attention. He he got free press and free media before anybody else could figure that out. So absolutely, it'll benefit him. However, I don't think we should count Biden out um, because you do have to understand he's an experienced debater as well. And I think Chris is not going to be invisible. I don't care how much he says he's going to try to be invisible. I think he's going to push the hard questions the hard uh he's going to look for the you know the truth chris was very fair in the uh clinton trump debate if you recall so i i don't think um it's going to be just quite one way or another like we want to think or even like i would want to believe yeah listen i i i definitely think that uh biden is going to at least have one of those moments tonight where he's like uh well, my, my my time is up my time is up and uh I, you know he just he just gets lost and the more yeah. opportunities he has to talk extemporaneously the more of that we're going to see well the there will I, be gaffes yeah absolutely uh greg what do you think trump should do when Biden has one of those moments where it's clear to everyone that uh, that he's just not with it. I think he should kind of pause, turn to, to, to Biden and just say, Joe, you OK? 
and just let the silence speak for itself. Because uh, any, anything else, and he's going to come across as mean. Yep. Um, yep. So I think he should just pause and just say, Joe, are you okay? You need a minute? And then just let the moment speak, and it will. Uh, I think Chris Wallace is going to get criticized no matter what he does. So that's a tough place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Hey, Teresa, do you think that if uh, Biden uh, stumbles like that and Trump gives him a hard time about it, do you think that that hurts his chances with folks in America that uh, look like you? I think it does hurt. I think I think at the end of the day, people don't. We're we're tired of the mean spiritness. He needs to act like the president and be a professional and and not go there and not attack him. It's not necessary. He needs to be patient. Josh, are you tired of the mean spiritedness? Because I got to tell you, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to my personal favorite podcast, is a uh, Adam and Doctor Drew show, and uh, <clears throat> and they both mentioned how they just don't get excited about Trump. He they, he he says something that's a little crass. He's he, you know he he cuts somebody down. He says something that maybe is a little bit uh, foolish to some degree. And it just sets people's hair on fire. Me, I just don't care. I can't. I cannot get excited about it at all for whatever reason. So, uh, so, so, what do you think, man? Are are you tired of the the hostility? Well, yeah, I, I am. I'm, it's, to me, it's exhausting. The whole the whole thing. Washington exhausts me. So, I love that we're all serving our local community because. We put those differences aside and make things happen. So, it, yeah, it's exhausting. Um, I will point out that um, those of you that have been downplaying Biden are only helping him because all he's really got to do is show up and complete sentences. Um, and the media has just been talking about how he's not going to be able to function. Um, and I had somebody tell me today that... Um, because Trump has, he's kind of a gas machine too. Um, and I know a lot of people want to enable that behavior. I'm not one of them. Uh, Joe might just say, I just give the balance of my time to you, sir, um, to let him keep talking. Um, so be careful if you think that, that Joe Biden, after 70 years of doing this, is not going to show up with something. And, um, but this is Trump's medium. He, this is this is how he won the presidency. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to the debate tonight. I am. By the way, Biden's been doing it 180 years. That's exactly right. He told us that uh, over the weekend. Uh, 180. 180? Yes. What he said. He'd been in the Senate for 180 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a long time. I mean, that's what <laughs> I'm all for term limits. 120 years maximum. <laughs> Justin Strickland, isn't 120 like the longest you're supposed to live in the Bible? I mean, no, no one can no. live that long, much less be in the uh, Senate that long. Well, I mean, that, that's actually Methuselah was like 900 years or something like that. But oh, there I yeah, go after, again, all my religious cred. Oh. Yeah, after the flood, it was about, 70 was about your deal. But, but I, I will say this, talking about what we can expect, guess who Trump's debate coaches have been? Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani. So that should tell you a little bit about what to expect tonight. Okay, so nice it's going to be a brawl. Nice is not going to be um, the first word. Nope. That comes to mind. 
But uh, if he's been in the Senate 180 years and every four years he's run for president, so this is his, what, 40th time that he's run for president? Yeah. Yeah, nice is not what we're going to see. Those have been his debate coaches. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy actually on the Fox precast said that um, he's said, well, here's the deal. Uh, Biden is not a girl. So we can go after him all we want, and it'll be okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, George, I have a, just a thing I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on, and that is, hey, how big do you think really the silent majority is or the silent support for Trump? Because I almost think there's almost a silent support for Biden. I think there's some, some people that are going to support Biden who are almost embarrassed to say that because of his gaffes and because of their own concern about the dementia stuff, uh, but they just can't vote for Trump. So I think there's a lot of people that haven't tipped their hand, but what do y'all think? Well, I think the silence depends on where you're at, right? I yeah. think if uh, you're up in Minneapolis, uh, you know, you live in that area where uh, my good buddy Reggie lives. And by the way, Reggie told me today that uh, Marty Bird is the one that did Trump's taxes. Y'all must not watch uh, Ozark. <laughs> y'all must not watch Ozark. All right, if you watch the Ozark, like Chris oh, and I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that was Reggie's uh, comment to me. Tonight we gotta, are we going to get into that a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Yes, I'd like to. Hey, uh, yeah, so we have uh, we have 30 minutes left. So, uh, Greg, I think uh depends on where you live, right? If you're in Florida where there's boat parade after boat parade after boat parade, <laughs> in this state for Trump, then maybe you'd be a little bit silent about voting for, uh, for, for Biden. I mean, who really wants to be voting for the, uh, the actor in weekend at Bernie's, right? I mean, yeah, but don't, we, don't we agree that, that there's, I don't think anybody's voting for Biden. I, I think we have primarily, we have people who are voting for Trump and people who are voting against Trump. And, and there might be a few holdout hardcore Democrats that say Biden's our man, but 90% of the people that are voting for Biden are literally just voting against Trump. That's my so, belief. So my, my opinion on the whole, the silent for both sides, I think Americans as a whole are pretty silent on who they personally are voting for. Look at the yard, drive through any rural, sub, uh, you know, a suburb, drive through any rural area, whatever. And you see political signs but there are four, far more yards without political signs. I think that's a part of our nature is that it's that uh, that solemn act that we get to go to a booth and stand in that booth. And realistically, it's between us and God who we vote for. Nobody else knows and nobody really can influence us. I mean, I understand there's probably some uh, outliers on that, but for the most part, you know, that's that's what what we do. We we don't. You know, there are people that talk and there are people that 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 want to hear themselves, you know, talk. It doesn't yeah, matter people... what any of us would put on Facebook today to say who we're for. We would yep. get 100 people that would attack us. And who wants to expose themselves to that? I will say that there's an excitement deficit on the Biden side. Trump supporters are very excited. That's why they can get a thousand people in the boat parade and all that. But maybe we can get into some statistics and some predictions here before we get off the line. Well, uh, who who would subject themselves to that? I don't know. Maybe somebody that would start an internet show 
uh, live on Facebook. Uh, yeah, but here, here it's a little bit different. We're acting as commentators. You know? Yeah. We're, we're not, you know, trying to sh shove necessarily our own view other than, yeah. the, other than the host. Yeah. Well, listen, I will say. <laughs> yeah. I will say to Justin's point, the reason why I don't have a sign or a Trump flag outside in front of my house right now is because I got that letter from the uh, property owners association. And uh, they basically told me to take it down and I had 14 days to do so. And because I'm not one of these crazy people that's going to go on a free speech crusade uh, and, and, and try to fight city hall. I took the thing down. All right. So no, you just start a podcast. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Hey, listen, more people are going to watch tonight than see my flag out there flying. Uh, anyway, so it, it doesn't much matter. I All wasn't right. the one that dropped a dime, by the way. Well, so, uh, you so were not. With that comes the question uh, for you guys. How did the Kamala Harris pick impact the race in your mind? I don't I think it changed it. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think that um, that it was his safest pick because she was somewhat vetted during the primary. She could raise a lot of money because she's from a big state that has a lot of money. She's not totally nuts. So, and, you know, she's a woman of color. So check that box. But in the end, I think it's about Trump and Biden. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think it was uh, pretty foolish to pick somebody from California when that's already in the bag. I think uh, he should have gone with somebody else to help deliver a different uh, state. Maybe he didn't. Ha state. He didn't have anybody that was as safe as that. He had already boxed himself in, saying it was going to be a female, and certainly he wanted to pick somebody of color. So, who else was out there that had been vetted to that extent? Right. And and checked all the boxes. She's a female. Right. She's a woman of color. She checked so many boxes across the board that 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 was the selection was made for that very reason. Not that she was best qualified or any of those things. She checked a lot of boxes. But before we got to go and I got to I got to drive to where I'm going to watch this debate. So I've got to leave here in a few minutes. But I'd love to hear some of Josh's statistics that he's holding on. Me too. To Me too. Well, I, I believe that the, as I said, the enthusiasm is with Trump. So if you hear that, um, if, you know, if you hear that Biden's ahead by nine nationally, that really means nothing. What, what it means is the states. And so, you know, he's like plus one here, plus two there, minus one, minus two. Um, the, to me, all those states are going to Trump because the Republicans are going to get out and vote. They are going to get out and vote. So, but then there's some states that he won last time that he's uh, doing worse than he was. Even though polls were showing he wasn't going to win them, he's doing worse than he was in them. So these are the states, I think, to watch. I think that Biden can flip Michigan because Biden's up by 7.5 right now. I think Biden can flip Pennsylvania He's at 4.6. Arizona, I'm calling a toss-up, even though um, Biden's up 3.8, because I think that's how much the Republicans outperform. And Wisconsin, that Trump is really making a play on again, Biden's up by 
So I just want to warn that we're living in a bubble here in Citrus County. We'll be one of the highest performing vote, Trump voter um, groups. And that's what we hear and that's what we see. But I was in Jacksonville two weeks ago, the biggest city in the state. There's a lot of activity there for Biden. I have a Democrat living in this house that every three days gets another request for an absentee ballot and a piece of mail from Joe Biden or the Florida Democratic Party. My Facebook is blowing up with Biden stuff, um, just a little bit of Trump stuff. So my point is these statistics, I'm being very realistic and I'm not ready to make a prediction for the election, but there's three states that Trump won that he's statistically out of, that are statistically out of reach now. So when you hear people saying, oh, there's no way Biden can win, there very much is a way Biden can win because you got to look at the statistics. So um, that's pretty much um, what I what I wanted to say. It's not and Josh, there's one poll that matters. Yeah, so Josh, if Biden has a couple of his gaffes tonight, uh, does that raise the concern about the, you know, the mental capacity and does that hurt him or how, and, you know, Absolutely. If people think he's not fit to hold the office with his mental capacities, um, a good example is you may recall the Ronald Reagan debate with Jimmy Carter. Those of you that are old enough where he said, there you go again. And he turned around a close tide race to a landslide in that last debate. Um, so yes, debates matter. Um, and, Biden doesn't seem to have the Teflon that Trump has. I mean, we just found out that Trump's paid $750 in the last decade in taxes. Although he'll say that's fake news, but he, he. That was last year. Last year he paid yeah. 750 Yeah. So. I think being, that's fantastic. Good on yeah. him. Well, Good on I, him. I, I think we need to fund our military and different things but um i will say he gave 1.8 million of his salary and so over, over four years so that's yeah. a net that's a net nothing um his, his probably needs 1.8 million a day to um keep his overhead payments well, let's let, hold on let's talk about what kind of tax what what type of taxes are you talking about he paid 750 dollars. what kind of taxes was that well i don't know because that's um, state income tax Okay, that's, that's uh, New York. Right. So that's income tax, right? Well, just New York state income tax, not national. Okay. Well, there's various types of of uh of tax, right? Income taxes is one of those types of taxes. Right. And if you're yeah, not property getting your, tax, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the so, answer Pastor Cal's question, yes, of course a, a, a gaff on either side could sway by a couple of points. More so towards Trump because Trump's, I mean, towards Biden, away from Biden, because he doesn't have the solid, solid support that Trump has. But go, go, go back to the taxes. Well, listen, I'm, I'm totally with Ron Dillon on this. Uh, Ron Dillon says good businessman always pays low tax, low taxes. That's that's a non-issue. I've I've never uh, I've never met Ron Dillon. Uh, I know who Ron Dillon is, and uh, I think he's got a burrito company opening soon. And I can't wait to go to it. Uh, by the way, 
And uh, I think uh, Ron Dillon's a great businessman. The Ron. But now you just open him up to an audit. I'm sure you'll thank him. <laughs> <laughs> but what did he say? A good businessman pays no taxes. Uh, low, low taxes. Low taxes. Low. Low. Well, no, not none. As somebody that owned several businesses over 25 years, I never had the luxury of paying nothing. But right. Well, well I'll say this as a guy that owns several businesses: I pay business tax, you know, and, and, and they're not measuring any of that from Trump. His personal taxes, where that comes down to on his personal side, he's maybe leveraged that down and, and written off a lot of stuff that he could write off. But, and again, it's just, we're talking about state taxes. There's nothing about federal income tax. And of course the code in New York might be crazy compared to, I don't, we don't pay income tax in the Florida. So I'm not familiar with that, but I know that business itself is responsible for paying an portion of taxes, especially in Trump's scenario. He's not running a subchapter S corporation. He's running a full corporation. He's doing, you know, quarterlies. He's paying a lot of tax from the business side of it on his profitability and, and how he pays those dividends. Maybe he didn't take any dividends. Maybe he didn't take any money out of that company. So therefore he didn't make a lot of money officially and therefore he didn't pay any income yeah, but tax. You, you, so, got, you know, my father was a CPA and God rest his soul. He did my books for 15 years. And he would tell me, you can't keep taking distributions. You have to take a salary that's commensurate yes. with your management. And so, you know, I might have taken a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 salary so that I paid FICA and all that. So, yeah, you can take it all in distributions, but I'm sure the IRS would be interested in that, too. Yeah. No, but you're going to pay. You're going to pay uh, again. Then you have your deductions and what you're able to deduct off. Well, you can deduct Josh, you've long. been doing a lot longer than me, so I'll, I'll defer to you. you you've been yeah, at it yeah, a lot, yeah, but, lot longer than me. Yeah, yeah but um, I will say this. He's real estate heavy, and that is there's a lot of depreciation in that business. So in his yeah. defense, but I, I wish he would show his tax returns um, before the election and say, look, I had I depreciated all these properties. I did everything on the up and up. Um, all right. I, well, let, let, let's uh, – I'm with uh, – Malloy Kelly here. Let's talk about what he's done as opposed to. Hey, uh, George, I will say this on one thing. Um, two things that I always look at. I learned in a college stat class. First thing they teach you is a magic number. 1,015 to 1,030. That's the magic number. And that is the magic number for a sample study for any polls. If the sample study does not lie within 1,015, 1,030, it's an outlier study, and you shouldn't even consider it. Um, one of them is uh, uh, Rasmussen is uh, consistently 1,015 to 1,030, just so you know. So a lot of these polls are using outliers. You can't trust them. That's one of the reasons why you couldn't trust them. For Now, you can't trust a national poll anyways because we know that or you can trust it, but it doesn't really matter because yeah, it doesn't Trump mean lost anything. It. Right. State by state, it matters. Right. right. Um, well, the, the, the numbers that I gave you are the average of all the polls through today. Um, and I threw out anything that was below 4%. That's, that's a 4% Biden plus Biden. I threw that out as a toss up and said that if there's seven, he's up 7.5 in Michigan, 4.6 in Pennsylvania. And, um, it was one. Oh, Wisconsin six point eight. Yeah, I think um, I, I think Trump. I think Trump loses Pennsylvania this go around. If you have um, 
if I have to guess on that. The next and, thing and is he can afford to. Yeah. And the next thing is, is I think that Facebook thing. is a key. I, I like to use that as a, a as a marker. Now, here's the deal. I do understand that he's the president, so naturally he's going to have more likes. But if you look at Joe Biden's official political page, he has 2,675,268 likes. If you look at President Trump's uh, Facebook page, he has 29,209,816 likes. I mean, he's 10 times the likes. Is so, that his campaign or, or the White House? His personal. It's his. Okay. Uh, yeah, but what yeah. about Twitter? What about Twitter? Because that's where I the don't. young people are. They're not on Facebook. They're on Twitter. And they're coming out to vote. I, I agree. All those are all those are factors. Uh, the energy, I, I the, the energy is with Trump. Um, but well, one, of the, one of the things that has hurt Trump recently, though, is losing Brad Pasquale um, because <laughs> he's he, in jail. <laughs> no, but he was the he was the brains behind the the 2016. What happened behind the scenes? Uh, in yeah, the but world. to my knowledge, he was at the pool answering phones so i don't know that he lost much <laughs> yeah. let's talk quick about supreme court because that's All right, hold, 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 hold on one second let me let me get to that but let me tell you why let, let me tell you what concerns me is that uh i think trump should have a much uh higher rating by the way than what he does but much higher in the polls we were looking at issues all right so so there are uh, it's like six topics tonight that Chris Wallace is going to bring up. One of them is the Supreme Court, and uh, Greg, get that to in, in a second. One of them is, uh, I think the first one he's going to cover is the Trump-Biden record, right? So that's Trump's opportunity to talk about all the things that are not on Chris Wallace's agenda, right? Like, like the United States having the lowest unemployment rate that it's had in a long time uh, before uh, COVID-19. Uh, great GDP growth. Uh, lower prescription drug prices, reforming the VA, rebuilding the military, uh, pay increases for the military, um, no new wars. We, we were told Trump's going to start the nuclear holocaust. What's brought troops home? We've got peace in the Middle East, or, or we should say, uh, if not peace, we should say establishing diplomatic relations between Israel and UAE and uh, Bahrain, and you got Kosovo, Serbia. You got Trump being nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes. We've got uh, NAFTA being renegotiated, to which even Biden had to admit that the USMCA is better. We got criminal justice reform. Folks like Alice Johnson uh, are, are not behind bars anymore. Um, we, we've got the COVID nineteen response. Guy built hospitals, restacked the federal. Uh, but today we're talking about we're talking about a something in Biden's ear today because that's what the president started the day with. And that's what the media runs to. He should be saying that every day. Every day he should be saying what you just said, but he's not disciplined enough to do it. And I don't think he's disciplined enough to do it tonight either. I, really well, I would say this. I, I think the I agree with that, but I think the reason why he does it is because remember at the heart, he's a reality TV show yes. artist. You know, so he knows that that is what's going to get him press and getting himself press is the key, not so much on the issues. We noticed that during the debate with 17 Republicans uh, in 2016 who came out with a lot of uh, they had a lot of uh, 
uh, stats. They had a lot of figures. They had a lot of experience. But what one was his his reality TV show personality? But in a in a crowded race, you have to do something to distinguish yourself. That's he true. Did. But now it's getting to the level of exhaustion. It's like, why can't he just say what George just said? Yeah. Yeah, I think people are getting tired of that. I, I do well, believe here, that. Here's, my, here's, I, one, here's one prediction real quick. Uh, tonight's going to be the highest rated debate ever. Trump will come ever, out. Ever. He, he, yeah, ever. He, will, he, will take credit, he will take credit for the high ratings, uh, and he will not call it a debate. He will call it the show. Hey, did you guys see the show the other night? It was the highest-rated show ever in the history of television. It was a great show. That's what you're going to call this, George. Yeah. Hey, but I think you're going to be surprised by Biden. I don't think he's going to have many as episodes you think he's going to have. I, I think he's coached up, and he will be prepared. He don't need to be coached up. He need to be drinking Red Bull right now. He probably been on he, that for about four I, or five days. Uh, you were I don't think he's going to be today. like you've been seeing on TV. I think he's going to surprise us. Hey, uh, Greg, you, Greg, you were going to talk about the Supreme Court. What did you have in mind with that? Well, I think I think that a lot of people think that's a trap, you know, for, for Trump. And they're going to try to find him. You know, they're going to try to catch him on something. But um, I would just say um, I'm a big I'm a big believer in what I call the ripple effect. Uh, and if you go back um, many years ago, um, at the end of. At the end of the Carter presidency, he lost the election. He's in that lamed up period. And he nominates a guy named Stephen Breyer for the appeals court. And he is approved during the lamed up time, including one of those that voted for him was Joe Biden. Then that sets the stage later for Bill Clinton to, I mean, to nominate him for the Supreme Court. So, you know, then you go back in Harry Reid when he's the president of the Senate and he does away with the, you know, the, the 60 vote thing. The filibuster. Filibuster yep. thing. And so, you know, now you, you're set to where 51 Republicans can approve a Supreme Court justice. And it's really all because of what the Democrats did years ago to change the rules. So Mitt, you know, Mitt warned Harry Reid. He said, "You know, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna regret this." And so, but nobody can can judge can can fault Judge Barrett on the merits. Um, again, it's it's like Justin said. It's it's not anybody's vote against her. It's a vote against Trump if they vote against her for Supreme Court justice. Well, let, let me let me weigh in on that. First of all, I think but he has the one thing I'll have to say. I've never, he has every right. I've never been a big Trump fan in that the personality thing. And like Josh is, I think Josh, you worded it well tonight. It's just exhausting at times. But if I you know if I look at policies and production, what they've actually got accomplished, I don't think there's anybody that's actually done as much as they said they were going to do as Trump has. Well, expectations this first term. So, well, getting but he stepped on every positive story with dumb reality show stuff. But let's let's go to the Supreme Court. I'm one that says he has every right to nominate somebody. That's what a president does. That's one of their, and in his particular case, that's part of who he is and why he won and why he did well in the 18 election. 
uh, you know, because the Supreme Court picks. So he would have been crazy not to take the opportunity. I happen to think, and some of my Democratic friends won't like it, it was a darn good pick. Um, she's smart. She's accomplished. She um, just won overwhelming Senate confirmation, what, two years ago when she went right. to the Court of Appeals. I, you know, was raised Catholic, Catholic educated. Um, I know what, you know, her values are, and they don't scare me at all. But um, so now it's up to the Senate. It's not that, I mean, Trump's done what he was um, constitutionally obligated to do. So now it's up to the Senate, and they're the ones that have created this environment. Um, so, Josh, you remember that the others aren't quite old enough. Let's go. I'm back only 33, but go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm 23. 2009, the, Ob the, the Democrats are shoving Obamacare through. If you remember that, Ted Kennedy had died, so there was a Senate seat vacant. They had a slim majority, so that the Democrats took the vote for Obamacare in the House, I mean, in the Senate. They took that vote on Christmas Eve to shove that through before the special election to replace Ted Kennedy. And, and, they don't and, have a leg to stand on now. And John McCain, that was the famous thumbs down, through. wasn't it? Wasn't that, right. Wasn't that the famous John McCain thumbs down? Similar. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, it, 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 the Republicans are shoving this through at the last minute. Well, but a pox on both of their houses. I, I don't want to take up for either side because I remember the Merrick Garland stuff. But right now, this is not something you should go after President Trump on. He did his constitutional duty. Sure. I think he made a pretty darn good pick. That's so now, right. I did too. It was a of Capitol building. So that, let me that, uh, right. can I give some, so some history on on the whole thing with the, the hypocrisy in the Senate. The the deal with the hypocrisy in the Senate, it's actually not hypocrisy technically. And and I love this. So here's why. So the last time that someone that a a Senate confirmed a pick for a president in a presidential election year was in 1888 and for a Supreme Court Joe justice. Biden, that was Joe Biden's first term in the Senate. That's right. That's they right. Were. And so anyways, the key is, is when you have a, um, a Republican Senate and a Republican uh, uh, presidency, if you have two opposing parties, then you don't nominate. That's the, where the hypocrisy is. But anyways. And that's what happened. That's what happened last time. So elections right. matter, folks. They do matter. They do matter. All right. Hey, we got to wrap this up. We got five minutes until the uh, the debate starts here. Hey, listen, here's the final thing I want to say uh, to everyone tonight. Uh, by the way, thank you for watching. And uh, and remember our sponsor, go to uh, primalbodyathletics.com. I thought it was uh, gowest.org. Uh, yeah. That's going to cost her. I, I did have another person ask how to get one of these shirts. And uh, uh Three easy payments in 1995. Visa, MasterCard, please go to smalltalklive.com. No, it's uh, smalltalk.tv. Let me get my own website right, smalltalk.tv. And uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, download the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify. Check it all. But listen, here's what I want to say. Uh, be tolerant, all right? Be tolerant of other people's political beliefs. Uh, we got to stop making broad, sweeping statements on Facebook and other social media places where you start off those uh, those social media posts 
with things like, I can't believe Trump supporters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all Republicans this and Democrats that. Listen, you've got Democrats in your family. You've got Republicans in your family. And, and, and you've got friends around you that have opposing political beliefs. And then you go and just start making all kinds of comments, uh, you know, that, that leaves your family and your friends and those around you uh, feeling like you're just giving them hell. Stop. Just stop that. Right. Uh, we have different uh, viewpoints out there and uh, we got to respect that. Listen, I've worked a long time in the prison system and. Those staff members that pride themselves on or those guards that pride themselves on, you know what? I just tell people the way it is. If they don't like it too bad. They like to pride themselves on that. And I'm like, you know, that's not doing your job. That's being a jerk. So Are you saying you're a prison guard? I am. So, so, so uh, don't, don't be that person, right? Don't be a jerk. Uh, respect other people's uh, viewpoints. I think and, we spoke uh, the truth here tonight. Pastor Kel, please give me a call on that business thing we want to talk about. All right. Hey, thank you all for watching. Go, go watch the uh, debate. Vote for my boy, uh, Craig. Dalton. Yeah, ballots are out right now. They are. Yes, vote. 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 All right. We'll, we'll be back here next week. Uh, hopefully, unless we have to cancel here in the uh, podcasting minor leagues because no one shows up. But uh, we'll, see. We'll, try to, we'll try to be back here Amen. next Tuesday, eight o'clock. Thanks for watching, everyone. Yeah, see you, Justin.